say he is today, Lord God. We love you and we bless you and we exalt you and we bless you, Father. We thank you for what you are doing in this hour. Lord, you know what we need. You made us. You created us. And we thank you because you always feed us and allow us to dine at your table. And even though sometimes it's bitter, we don't spit it out. We swallow it and we receive it with gladness because we know that you're a good father that loves us. So we thank you, Father. We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Well, true humility. You know, the Lord was telling me, he said, there's a, a Bible humility, and there's a humility that everybody uh, thinks is godly. And all humility ain't godly. Some people think that when you're a humble person, that you, um, <clears throat> you're weak. But Bible humility is that when you are, you're humble, you're humble as unto the Lord. Amen. Not to man. If you're unto the Lord, you're humble, and then you you learn how to treat man, and then when you treat man or you give man a second chance or you're forgiving, um, that's because you will. In other words, you re, you extend a hand of mercy. That's what it is. True humility extends a hand of mercy to your fellow man. That's when you're submitted to God. Some people are walking in a a false humility and that's what i'm trying to say and that false humility is religion religion messes everything up amen true humility is part of possessing your land and you can't go in unless you are humble amen so so if you're a humble person it doesn't bother you when somebody else gets the credit other than you, that's when you know if you are truly humble. It's when somebody else gets the credit. Now, does it feel good? No. It's not going to feel good. But we don't walk by feel good. We walk by faith. Amen. So just because something doesn't feel good and something doesn't really, <clears throat> something is not quite fair, I'll use that word, doesn't mean it's not God. Amen. Wake up, because I've been there. I'm like, well, when is this going to stop? And so God does that sometime, and what he's doing, he's building something inside of you. When you can forgive, and you can turn the other cheek, he's making you strong. Amen. It ain't for the other person that's acting crazy. It's for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you try to get credit for what you do for God, think about that. God orchestrated it. He's the the originator, and he ordained it, and we try to take credit. You know what I'm saying? That is kind of crazy, but hey, who thinks about that until God brings it out? You know. And so God is the orchestrator. So he doesn't want us to take credit for what he has called us to do. Because think of it like this, that's in your, uh, in your mandate as a, or your assignment that you're supposed to do this. Stuff. He's got all your stuff written down, and she's supposed to, you know, feed the poor. She's supposed to do bagged bread. She's supposed to, you know, go to West 25th. And when we start to think that we're doing more than others or we want to get credit no, this is whatever. I'm just using this. Then we're taking credit for what God has ordained. It's his show. Amen. And isn't that easy to misconstrue? Because you're thinking now, so-and-so could be helping. and they could, You know, but God is not. He, he deals with that. But he don't want us to complain about it. Amen. Because he, see, nobody can hide anything from him. So when we get... When we try to get credit for what you do for God, you're in pride. That's pride. And your flesh is very much alive. <clears throat> so that's why God doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. We get more in, tr- in trouble for walking in pride than we do uh, not doing what we're supposed to do or doing what we're supposed to 
that's not that important as walking in pride because it's what it's what this situation or whatever you're doing that you think is unfair it's not about that so much it's what you're allowing it to do to your heart amen that's why god corrects us and it seems like he corrects us with an iron hand but we need it because humility is sneaky it's from the devil and see we can do everything right and that one thing we do wrong and if god don't bring it out then the devil had us go through you know that's what he does he studies people and then he say she won't get this you know and he'll try to sneak that in but god is so smart and he he created all of this stuff and so he knows to say no that right there get rid of that because that's going to be a stumbling block so he watches over us i'm just amazed at the small things he 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 don't take his mind off of us not one minute just like a parent because we don't take our minds off of our children amen especially when they were small that's all you think about them before you think about yourself and so this is how god is and so he sees this um ambush i'm gonna call it from the devil before it gets started amen and he says Mm-mm. he's and he won't let this stuff work out to our advantage so we will get upset and we will get mad then finally we go to god complaining and he'll say this 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 and this that's what then you say oh <laughs> doesn't feel good but it straightens us out so that we can continue to march toward victory amen and so some of these things are are you know they need to be taken care of so humility is not low self-esteem but it's focusing on god and not oneself that's really what humility is i looked it up according to webster uh humility is meekness and modesty it's uh, submissionness, and it's also free from pride and arrogance. Uh, it says it's being able, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, being capable with who you are in Christ. No, I'm sorry, that word is comfortable. I can't even read my own right. Being comfortable with who you are in Christ. And that's really, if you think about it, that's what humility is. Because it's like, I don't have to be the star. I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm comfortable right where I See, it's it's like this. This is what I'm seeing. Humility is really knowing who you are in Christ and being satisfied with who you are and not playing this game that people play. Games people play. Y'all know them games people play. Always playing games. But it's focusing on God and not oneself. Amen. In other words, when you are true humility, Bible humility says WWJD. What would Jesus do? Not what we would. You you know what I'm saying. You humble yourself because you are here for God. You're not here for man. Amen. So let's see. Being comfortable with who you are in Christ, therefore putting others first. Hmm. Amen. This is why humility is a strength. It's not a weakness. True humility understands that that you need God's help. Amen. Knowing that you can truly succeed in your own strength. You can't truly succeed in your own strength. True humility already knows that, so it doesn't try. It's like humility, true humility from God says, I'm not even going to try to do this on my own because I can't. Or it'll say, or it'll say, I need God so bad. You know, I don't even want to try this. Cause, or I, don't, I ain't even going to try to construct a, a plan B because I know it ain't going to work. <laughs> so why bother? That's humility because it takes a step backwards to the, to the plan of God. That's what, see, I'm not talking about this other stuff. I don't know what, what, but true humility or biblical, Bible humility always puts God first, put his plan first. And it, it never says, I'm going to do it on my own. 
Amen. Because it, it understands that you need God's help all the time. It knows that to truly succeed, you need God's strength and not your own strength. You're not trying to do anything in your own strength. That's what true humility is. Humility gives God the credit for your accomplishments, for your gifts, and for your talents. You ever just heard of these people, especially these fake prophets, I this and I that, and I that, you know. But true humility, and I believe the true gifts of the Spirit, the true gifts, always point back to God for their accomplishments, for what they possess, the gifts and the talents. It never leaves God out. It always points to God because they know where their help comes from, and they know where the gifts came from. Gifts came from him. Didn't come from God, amen? I mean, didn't come from man. Humility, so, so humility gives God the credit for accomplishments. Humility knows who you are in Christ and seeks to help and build others up. See, when people are down or when people are confused or on the wrong road, as much as you don't want to say nothing to them, and as much as you would love to see them run into a brick road because a brick wall because you told them 67 times humility still warns them again because humility don't give up on people they look at it as being nosy and budinsky but who cares what people think because if they were on the right road they would need help anyway so who cares what they think but humility always humbles themselves and tells them the 68th time because they do not want you to go shipwrecked. Amen. Now, people who sit and encourage your stupidity, they're in pride too. And they can't help nobody no way. They need help more than you. Amen. So humility always seeks help. And, and tries to build up others and not try to get them under their control. See, there's a lot of witchcraft in, in the earth. Amen. But true humility does not try to manipulate people. Humility is not weak or passive, but is able to diffuse arguments by not trying to win every argument. And, and true humility will admit guilt. You know, you can admit when you're wrong. Sometimes you ain't wrong, but sometimes you are. True humility can admit that. Amen. But it's not weak or passive. When true humility diffuses an argument, it shuts up for the greater cause. It ain't scared to say nothing back to you, and it ain't scared of your demons that bark. But it shuts up because it understands that somebody has to humble themselves for peace. For peace sake. So, amen. So, Pete, true humility shuts up. Amen. Let's go to Philippians 2. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Amen. I'm just going to go to one, uh, 2, verse 1. It says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort or love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord of one mind. Verse 3, and this is the one I wanted, it says, And let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. See, it's scriptural to put other people before you. And that doesn't mean, see, it's, it's when you know it's the right way, it's the way you do it. The way you do it. You know how some people you see when they're around a wrong influence, they just worship that person. You just make you sick to see them together because you know it's a wrong relationship, and they just roll out the red carpet. You know, oh, yeah, my friend so-and-so, and, -so, and you know, when they're together, you know it's the wrong relationship. And you have to pray because, because you want to say something. You want to say something so bad, you know, because you know it ain't right. I'm not talking about that, because that's the devil. That's the devil's web. But true, true humility 
will always uh, exalt that person higher, but not this friendship thing, because that's not God. God wants you to love everybody, get along, and bless everybody, but he don't like this buddy-buddy thing. You're supposed to be Jesus' buddy. Amen. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Because I'm telling you, this kind of wrong kind of friendship, I don't care if they are Christian friendships. They can get in, see, this is the thing. It get over into the fleshly side. And then when you start exalting them, i give you a good example. They do something wrong and somebody confronts you and you say nothing. Right in front of, you know, when it's time to confront things and you hold up wrong, with uphold wrong that's not got a God relationship. That's some witchcraft right there. You got to know the difference. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, esteeming people higher, people that God has placed in your life for you to maybe show them some love because you don't know what they're going through. Amen. You, amen. You have to think about other people. You know, you know, we know the difference. Amen. But back to verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness, lowliness of mind, and let each esteem others better than yourself. And and a good example of that is don't give somebody your leftover. Give it to them, serve them first, and you take what's left. Although you're scared to see what they're going to leave, but when people come to your house, you know, you serve them the plate, and then whatever they, you know, and if they act silly, don't don't invite them back because they don't get it. But you you don't give people your leftovers. You give them uh, just what you would take. Whatever you invite yourself to, then you take also. Amen. So let nothing be done in, through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, and see that lowliness of mind means your mind can't be puffed up, especially when you have relationships. You won't have them. You can't have a puffed up mind. What's a puffed up mind? Thinking that you're better. Thinking that you over somebody because it's just not God. Let's see, how far am I going with this? Oh, verse 4. It says, and let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let other people have do what they want to do sometimes. You know, it all it don't have you don't have to run everything with an ironclad fist. You know, learn how to back up and allow other people to be who they are. Maybe have. I, I used to do my kids like this. I said, okay, I'm gonna listen to them. I'm still gonna say no because I know it's they're wrong. But you still give people that opportunity to express their opinion. And you know what I'm saying? You know it's wrong, who they've been listening to. I'm going to shut you down in about five minutes. <laughs> so talk. <laughs> but, but it, you know, you allow them to express who they are because sometimes they're right. When I, I learned when my kids were getting old, you know how they're getting old. You don't want to understand they're getting old. And one time the Lord told me, shut up and listen. And I'm like, and I did, and they were right. That was Mac, and he was right. So you have to listen sometimes, too, because they'll get grown on you. <laughs> you know, they were little, and now they, and so sometimes, you know, you, and that's humility, because it takes humility to listen to somebody that you have authority over. Now, if they talking some crazy stuff, shut them down. That's most. That's eighty percent of the time. Yeah, we ain't listening to that. You know, I, I remember Larry used to say, "We ain't going there. We ain't going there today." <laughs> you know, so they know when they should be quiet and they know when they should talk. But it's just, you know, giving somebody respect and and. And, you know, allowing them to be who they are. That's all. I'm not going to, because I'll pr- probably get in trouble if I stay on this. Okay, now, verse 5, we're going to keep reading. And it says, let this mind, 
being you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Talking about humility. And it says, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. See, Jesus, in other words, he was equal with God, but he didn't look at it like that. He didn't have a problem knowing because he was always saying, I'm here because of the, the one who sent me, you know. And he, and then he knew when he was standing in the Father's authority as him. And he would say, I am that I am. He knew who he was. And then he didn't have a problem saying, my father. He calling him father. And, and he always, if you listen to what he's telling people, he knew who he was. And he didn't mind doing this, shifting, because he knew who he was, you know. And he didn't have a problem, you know. And it's just like with John the Baptist. I like that ex- example when he says, one is coming that is greater than me. One that I'm not, <laughs> you know, what is it, to, to lace his shoes. I'm not even, you know, good enough to bend down at his feet and, and tie his shoes. And so that's a good, but he, he was doing the work of Jesus before Jesus even came. Amen. And you got to know how to shift. Amen. And it shouldn't bother you to shift. Okay. So let's see. Did I do six? Yes. Number seven. It says, but made himself of no reputation. Amen. And that's what we have to do. Not not try to make a name for yourself. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He was humble all the way to the death. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. You see how to get exalted? You get exalted by humbling yourself. When Jesus humbled himself all the way to the cross, he was that's in verse 9 let me read it again therefore god also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that everyone every and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of God the Father. So in other words, God received glory when people humbled themselves to the name of Jesus. And that, that name Jesus is still more powerful on this earth than any other name. That's why everybody mad. Because they hate that name. Amen. Because when you humble yourself, he humbled himself before the world. And his name is exalted. God do the same for us. It's called Greatness. He'll make you great right where you are, but you can't want it. You cannot want it. Amen? You have to take the form of a bondservant. Amen? Just like Jesus did. Whatever he he did, we will do. Let's go to James 4. Hallelujah. See, all it is is, is, is humility. James 4, verse 6. So humble people would be highly exalted and find greatness like Jesus did. Amen. And when Jesus humbled himself at the place of the cross, it brought him honor, glory, and a high position on earth and in heaven. That's how he sits at the right hand of the Father. That's a position of authority. He got that by humbling himself. Amen. Humbling, humbling yourself don't mean you let people walk all over you. That's not what humility is. That's self-pity. And self-pity, guess what self-pity comes from? Pride. You know how that's connected? And this is what the Lord showed me with reading these scriptures. When you have self-pity, you're always concerned about yourself, how people treat you, what they say to you, what this and this and this and this and that. You know, all you got to do is when people get out of order, which is give them the word. Give them the word, they back off. Amen? Hallelujah. Give them the word. And so, you know, God resists the proud. So we have to be careful. 
how we handle things. How you handle things is what's on the inside of you. That's that's what it is. But let's go to 4, verse 6. It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. And that's what he does. He gives grace to the humble. I know. Yeah. So in other words, I don't know why she keep bringing that lady. In other words, humility is the path to more grace from God. So in other words, you want grace from God? Humble yourself because he don't give it to the proud. Let me read it again. In 6a, it says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You want more grace in your life? Humble yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Humility is the path to more grace from God. Humility cures worldliness. You got worldliness and you got a lot of worldly friends that's been rubbing off on you. Humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. So humility is the cure for worldliness, carnality. Humility is the answer. So we need to purify our hearts and minds and submit to God's authority. And this is why you won't stay in pride and arrogance when you submit yourself to God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That always caused us to get rid of worldliness and carnality. Because carnality is riding on people when they don't stand the word. That's what separates you. Get in the word. Stay in the word. Because that carnality is trying to meet you every morning you get up. Amen. Okay, so where am I at? Verse 7. It says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Look who's got to draw near first. We do. Why? Because we're the lesser. He's the creator. Well, I just want God to speak to me. You're going to have to go into his, <laughs> go where he is. Because he ain't hardly coming where you are. Mm-mm. Okay. Cleanse your, your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-mindedness. So in other words, double-mindedness will cause you to not be humble, cause you to be arrogant and and prideful lament and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom in other words cut the, cut the, the funny stuff and let's really go before the lord that's all humble yourself before god verse 10 says humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up if that if that joy and all that laughter ain't coming from god when you humble yourself to him, he'll give you the real joy. He'll give you the real stuff. He'll lift you up. If you ain't in him, you know, with, with this false joy, you know, there's a false joy. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about when you're in a bad mood. Sometimes you know how people say, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, some people don't have but one side to get out the bed. The other side is on the wall. You know what I'm saying? So what's the wrong side? It says, just tell the truth, you're in a funk. (laughs) But when you get like that, praying tongues, you can worship God, and that'll get rid of that stuff, amen? Man, get rid. You don't have to walk around all day with that stuff. Mm -mm. Because the devil is right there to try to keep you in it. So resist the devil, and he will flee and purify your hearts so you won't be double-minded. Amen. So it's important to be lifted up by God and not puffed up. The opposite of being lifted up and it's not by God is being puffed up. (laughs) That's our version. That's our version. Amen. Puffed up in our own minds. Humility doesn't focus on self, but but pride does. So you can always tell when it's pride because it always points back to them and they always and it always says poor you the victim you know i don't want to be the victim no more that's how i i got strength and got straightened out i got tired of being the victim i said i'm not the victim anymore and i stopped being the victim 
you know, and I start walking in strength and in power. Amen. Because, see, this is why the devil will, you know, come on, see, they ain't right. They, they, don't, they don't treat you right. And before you know it, you're a victim. Because he's trying to rob you of your strength. Trying to rob you of your authority and your power. And so this is what that is. That's the victim mentality. It's not that nobody cares. And it's not that we know people abuse one another. But what we're trying to do is keep you in strength because that's not a good place to be. I've been there for years, and it was. Uh, it took me a while to find out what the devil was doing. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the pit. And so I'm not doing that anymore. I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in my my assignment. Amen. When you puffed up in your mind, you don't walk in your assignment. You're not going to want to do it. But when you focus on yourself, you know, being in your feelings, it's pride. Arrogance, think you're superior to others. Let's go there. Arrogance, that's what it is, thinking you're superior to others. But it's still focusing on self, so you're still in pride. Insecurity is a form of pride because it's always focused on me. Like, I can't. I don't know. It's simple things like that. I need help. I've been there. I think I was there the other day. I needed help with something, and I was mad because there wasn't nobody there to help me. So you know what I did? I prayed, and I got up and did it successfully. Amen. Not saying nobody shouldn't have been there. should have been somebody there, but they weren't there. So I did it myself. Amen. With the help of God. I prayed and he came through for me. <laughs> Amen. So I, I don't want to say anything like I can't. I can. And I will because I have to. I must. Amen. They don't like me. They don't want me to prosper. They lie on me. That's a bad, bad thing. Thinking somebody don't want you to have something. This is why. The devil has your mind. Because can't nobody stop you from having nothing. Who you think people are? God. Can't nobody stop you from having anything except you. And them statements and that thought process, they don't want me to have nothing. They jealous. They don't want me. That's the devil. He's trying to manipulate your mind so you'll never get up off your behind and press. That's how he keeps people in one spot. Always them and they, I'm taking care of everybody, and I don't have no time for yourself. Make time. Amen. I've I, I been all through that. Amen. Low self-esteem is pride. Because you're always worrying about how somebody treating you, what somebody's saying about you. Let people say, you know, I done found out you could be nice to people as you can. They still ain't going to like you, some of them. And they still won't talk good about you. They'll give everybody else the credit. I've had people tell people in front of me that somebody else did something for them that I did. How you like them apples? And they took everything I could have from just popping them. Until I learned that it's pride. And I said, you know what? I let that go. I let God motivate me to help. And when I do, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And they can lie if they want to. They have to, they have to deal with Jesus on that one. You can't make people talk good about you. you just, I, I just found out you just can't. I don't know why. But it just some people just that way. Because they want to be, not because that's just how I am. That's enough. That's pride, too. That's just how I am. No, you just in pride. But God will get you. <laughs> that's all. You don't even argue with them kind of folks. Amen. What is pride? Pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. I did this and I. Yeah, we know it's, life is hard. School is hard, all of that stuff. But you give honor to God. I had to. T I have to tell you know people in my family that I said, honey, God calls you to to 
be where you are. Amen. And they said, well, it was hard. Yeah, it's hard. But he gave you the strength. He gave you the opportunity. You know, doors have to be open for you to accomplish things. And he certainly woke you up every day. Had the Holy Spirit blow the breath. How about that? (laughs) So give God some honor in these things. Amen. Because we certainly can't do anything without God. But when you get too much pleasure and gratification and fulfillment or satisfaction from your accomplishments, know that that's pride. You know, delighting in oneself. Now, that's what Webster says. I didn't make that up. Being timid or shy is focused on oneself. That's pride. Mm -hmm. Timid people hold them back because they want people to say, what's wrong? I could pop them. Take that. But timid and shy. Now, some people are, have, have grown up in an environment where they're not vocal. I understand that. But when, you, when people are just like everybody is on the same plane here, and then you come up to these people that's it's something behind that. Amen. And I can tell you, you don't want to open that can of worms. Leave them alone. <laughs> Amen. Leave them alone. I remember a long ago in the early 90s, there was somebody in the ministry, and they never wanted to take their coat off and never wanted to sit with everybody else. And people used to come to me and complain. I said, would you leave that person alone and let them keep that coat on? If they want to keep that coat on, let them. What, why is it bothering you? Because I knew it was a bag of tricks under there. And I said, leave them alone. You don't want to mess with them. <laughs> Am I right? Leave them alone. You know, you just got to know when to leave people alone. That timid and shy, watch. Watch that. <laughs> Love them, but watch them. <laughs> they ain't shy and they ain't timid. It's called a guard dog. Learn to discern. And leave them alone. Amen. And it's pride. Amen. Hallelujah. All anger and short-temperedness comes from pride. And this is the thing about anger, walking in anger and short-temperedness. It causes strife. That's the bad thing. Amen. Pride promotes strife. Now, we're in James 4. Let's go back to verse... One, James 4, 1, because pride promotes strife. It says, where does wars and fights come from? Your desires for pleasure, that war is in, wait a minute, I'm reading that wrong. Where does wars and fights come from, from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? that war in your members. So pleasure and desire that war in your members causes wars and fights among people. It's called flesh. So in other words, this scripture is saying wars and fights come from your desires for pleasure in your members. Amen. In other words, if y'all want me to break it down, you want to tell somebody off real bad. You don't like them. You want them to know real bad. You want to tell somebody off real bad because I've been saving that up. See, it's, it's warring in your members. And that's where wars and fights come from. Are y'all here today? Amen. And see, the thing about it, God's given us authority to, to just get rid of all this stuff. We have power to do it. Verse 2 says, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. In, in other words, God can give whatever you want. Try to get, get it from God. Leave people alone. Verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Or in other words, you ask wrongly. 
that you may spend it on your pleasures. That's why God ain't giving it to you, and that's why you get into it with other folk, because you don't know how to get it from God. Because your 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 flesh is wanting this and not God giving it to you. God gives us everything we need. It says in verse four, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Hmm. Adulterers and adulteresses. God is not saying that you're a whore or that he's saying that when you you uh, put him down for another, amen, then that's what you're doing. Hallelujah. Do you know that friendship with the world is enmity to God? It says, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy to God. That's deep. Verse 5, or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns, uh, yearns, what is that word, yearns jealousy? In other words, God is a jealous God. Amen? Get these people out of your flesh. Now, nothing wrong with a godly relationship, but when it turned to a fleshly relationship, you on the wrong road, period. And God will break this stuff up. He will stop it. Let's go to Proverbs 13. I'm going to speed it up here. Proverbs 13. But don't forget, pride promotes strife. 13.10. Hallelujah. And it says, by pride comes nothing but strife. So, well, I, I might have a little bit of pride, but I did so-and-so for so-and-so, and they and they liked. That was a good thing. Let's back up. By pride comes nothing but strife. So pride can't be a little bit good. Are y'all here? It's all the way bad. <laughs> By pride comes nothing but strife. But with the well-advised is wisdom. Amen. That's why God, I believe, has these things nobody wants to preach and he have us go over because it's easy to slip over into that stuff. You know, we all are guilty. Hallelujah and amen. By pride comes nothing but strife and contention. That's what he's talking about. But with the, the well-advised is wisdom. So it's good to listen, ain't it? Yes. Hallelujah. Verse 10, by pride. Oh, I did that one. Oh, I did that. Well, let's do it again. By pride comes nothing but strife. But with the well-advised wisdom. Amen. I don't think I'm supposed to go to 11. Okay, let's flip over to Proverbs 17. Keep moving. 17, verse 14. Is this better is, wait a minute, 17, verse 14. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. Can I read it again? The beginning of strife. Is like releasing water. So this is that wisdom that they were talking about. It's good to have wisdom so you don't start, don't turn on the faucet. If you don't want what's going to happen later. So the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. Amen. Amen. In other words, you got a bad temper, it's pride. Because pride causes anger. Amen. Hallelujah. So the beginning of strife is when water first trickles from a crack in the dam. And then it explodes, if in case y'all don't know what's going on. So don't, don't bother people. Selfishness 
let's talk about that we've mentioned that before selfishness is focusing on self instead of on god in other words you're a legend in your own mind when you're selfish you always think about you and you put that in the form of god amen it's a form of pride also it's promoting yourself that's pride when you promote yourself you put yourself before god because you're scared you ain't gonna get yours you ever you ever felt like and i think most people are here including me like where's my victory where's my blessing this time you understand well that's not what i'm saying but when sometimes you can let that feeling when my turn turn over into pride and get you in trouble and we don't know it does that make sense it's my turn god knows amen so that's why it's good to go to him and tell ask god when is it my turn you know amen you can go to him and ask him that he'll tell you amen so it's a form of pride see all of this stuff will keep you from the blessing that's why we're going over it so when you promote yourself you put yourself before god pride has no compassion for others because you've been through so much and then you'll say well i've been through so and so and so and so so hmm but that's that's pride amen hallelujah when you love god more than yourself then you can have compassion for others when you love god more it's like this god i don't know why my road is so rugged i've said that i don't know why i gotta go through all of this stuff for so long you know i was listening to joyce meyer i told somebody i was listening to her last week it's an old tape from 05 and it was so it blessed me and she was talking about how the things she went through before she got her ministry and she said she thought god would never give her her breakthrough she said she was just saying god i'm so glad i hung in there didn't give up and she was saying um i I used to think that uh, you know god didn't care about me and she says and i thought every she said i pray for people see them get healed she said i got cancer she said "I, i pray for people's marriages my marriage was in a shambles she said i pray for other women to get their ministry they get it i didn't get mine she said i waited had to wait 25 years she said i felt like i had to wait so long and i saw other people get stuff sooner have you ever felt that way amen she said but i am so glad see let me this is what the lord i believe god told me maybe it ain't for you but it's for me when i was listening to that and she was saying i'd heard that before that tape many times but it brought something back it refreshed my memory and refreshed my spirit and when i was listening to her say that i i felt like the lord was saying i saved the best for last (laughs) and she hit on that too and she said now she said my books are translated in 11 languages i say not lucky to that but she saved the best for last okay so you know don't give up don't give up amen don't give up hallelujah don't quit people some people quit they quit everything do this a little while do that a little while don't want to do this jump from this job to that job everything that they get god gives them to do they don't do it they're not finishers don't get hung up with them they're not finishers but hang in there and and fight really fighting i believe the war is over fighting is over you know but can you can you stand still and see the salvation of the lord hallelujah and i believe that's why god is just nitpicking not nitpicking but these little nitpicky things we feel like he's getting god he's preparing us for something this ain't for nothing man and she was saying that and i needed to hear that and she said i'm so glad and she said then the devil started telling her you'll never be normal because you know she was you know uh, incest was in her family 
You'll never have a, a, a normal sex life. You'll never be able to get rid of people, uh, get along with people. You know, because she said, I was bossy and, you know, she said, talked about people, gossip. She said, yeah, and I was a minister and had a ministry. You know, and she said, and I did all of these things. She said, but I was hurting on the inside. She says, but, you know, she said, and the devil turned around and told her, you'll never be normal. You'll never have anything. You know, am I talking to anybody today? See, he'll he'll convince you to do things and turn around and stab you in the back and say, now, see what you did? You ain't this. You ain't That's how he does people. But she says, but the devil is a liar. <laughs> she, she screamed to the top of her voice, and that place got was unglued. Everybody was screaming and, and just rejoicing. And she said, the devil just told her so many lies. She said, oh, she said she had a bad, she had created a bad relationship with her kids because they were sick of her because she was demanding and controlling and, you know. And Dave, she would get mad at him because he'd be in the supermarket riding on the cart with the kids. <laughs> and she said, I'd be in the bin with no labels on the buying cat food and, and thought it was uh, tuna. And she said, there goes Dave with the kids on the back of the car rolling through the, you know, and she would get so mad. And so, you know, he just made up his mind, I'm going to stay with this crazy lady. And she said, I ain't going to let her destroy my peace. And so she said he would he would make me so mad, him and the kids. And when they got to be older, she said she destroyed her relationship. I never knew that because she don't talk about that much. But that was on this tape from 05. And she said she, um, the devil told her, they ain't going to never respect you. They ain't going to never forgive you. But she says she didn't give up. She wanted to throw in the towel. And she says, I only, try, I only tried to quit only like a million times that everybody fell out. So, but you don't follow your feelings. You know, some people get all unglued because they feel a certain way. You're going to feel a certain way. Amen. But fight the good fight of faith. It's worth it. It's so worth it to stay in the game. Amen. Man. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil, you know, put more pressure on you than you can bear. When you start feeling like you can't take no more, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Know how to go and get unloaded. Nothing wrong with it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the cure. What is the cure? Because anybody that preach, uh, you know when it's doom and glooms when they'll give you a, a way out. <laughs> well, here's your way out. It's a way out for all of us. Deliverance, of course. But there are some things that we can do. The cure for pride and arrogance is to be reconciled back to God. All you got to do is just repent. Amen? Repent. Hallelujah. In James 4, 7, we read that it says, Resist the devil and he will flee. This is the cure. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and it will, and he will lift you up, and all will go well with you. Amen? Hallelujah. Stop living out of your old nature. And that's all pride and arrogance is. It's your old nature. And you've gotten used to it and you like it because you like pushing people away. Amen. And you like doing that. It's easier. See, relationships take time. It's a sacrifice. Relationships take sacrificing and thinking of other people instead of yourself. Some people don't want to invest in that. So it's easier to hold on to the, the arrogance and the pride. Amen. But the Bible says that to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. He will take that stuff from you because it's part of your own nature that you already been delivered from. Already been delivered from it. Stop living out of your own nature and be reconciled through love through the love of Christ, because he died for us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you one more, 2 Corinthians 5. Let it help you. 2 Corinthians 5.12. Talks about being reconciled back to God. 
verses? Yeah, Second Corinthians. It says, "For we do not contend, commend ourselves against." Wait a minute. We do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. But if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us. Amen? The love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all die. Amen. Praise God. Verse 15, I don't know if I'm supposed to go there again. And he says, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that word new means unused and fresh and novel. Amen. It it has a form. That word new means having a form of quality. You are quality. See, when you operate out of your old nature, that's damaged goods. But when you operate out of the newness of life, then that's quality. Quality. Amen. We've been redeemed and reconciled back to Christ with a new nature, so we just need to start living out of it all the time. So, so... Stop letting pride and arrogance rule us and put on humility. Amen. Because humility is not weak. Some people don't like to be humble because they scare people going to run over them. Humility ain't weak. Devil like to get you confused. Humility is strong, not weak. Amen. And humility does not give in to the self-life. And so this is part of crossing the Jordan. When you cross the Jordan, you got you you can't take all that stuff with you. You got to leave all of this baggage behind. It's part of part of, it's part of your inheritance to receive everything that God has for you and cross the Jordan. Amen. But you have not passed this way before, and I believe that's why God is getting closer and closer to what we need. Or or I put it like this. He don't care nothing about how he hurt your feelings as long as he saved you. Amen. <laughs> he don't care. <laughs> he wants to save your soul. And he wants to give you everything. Look at it like this. You're praying and praying and praying for something. Praying, praying. And he said, okay, it is done. Amos 9, 13, it's time for you to receive it. But you don't go move over to the other side, cross over to the other side. This is part of crossing over to the other side. It's letting go of pride and arrogance and all this stuff that you can't take in to the promised land. Can't take it. Because you know why? Because you'll sit here until you die another 20 years. That's that's, And the devil wants that. Because he wants to steal from us more and more and more. So everything that God says you can't take, let it go. Because this is the cure. Amen. Hallelujah. Anything you want, deliverance, healing, be set free in your mind. You got to let this flesh, this carnal stuff, you can't take, you got to let it go. Amen. And And we read in there how pride comes before the fall. Pride is not of God, but he says, I have reconciled you back to me. In other words, you know how God looks at this like this, the little bitty thing that needs adjusting. We look at it like, oh, Lord, our world has been shaking because God, you know, and I don't believe this is God, you know. 
We need to stop it. We need to stop this. And you certainly don't need to listen to nobody on the phone that's going to tell you. Because they can't help you out of nothing. They can't help themselves. But it's time for us to get what God has promised. It's just time. It's time. My goodness, it's time. I'm, I'm feeling like Joyce about now. Man. You know, and she said she was nasty to people and controlling and, and people that worked for her in her ministry. She said she said mean and nasty things to them behind their backs and in front of their faces. But she said she was hurting. But, you know, God don't care about that. He care about who you are. Amen. In other words, she didn't know she could just stop just like that. She didn't know that. But God, but God, and she says she is so thankful that she didn't quit. And then she ran off about, and this was in 05, she ran off about 10 different, I didn't know that they did so many things. She ran, ran off about 10 different ministries under her ministry. And I heard her say recently that she has, I don't remember, I didn't hear her say how many employees she had, but I heard her say she needed to hire 312 more, more, amen, providing jobs for many, many people. And the, and, and the devil attacked this woman, had her father abuse her, and she was angry and hurt and mad and, you know, just everything, all hell in her life because, you know, he wants to destroy your future. But I, I'm thankful she hung in there too, amen, hallelujah. I'm so thankful I ran across that old tape because that is, and that was saying, that's about where I am about now, you know. And so she was saying, and the name of that tape was Never Quit. Don't quit, don't give up or something. Don't stop, don't give up, something like that. But it was so awesome, and I just thank God. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, telling me that he has his hand on everybody here, and you are just about to be launched out into your ministries he says everybody here he's called them to do something great stop playing with the devil that ain't coming from me that's coming from him stop playing with the devil because he's trying to stop you from getting where you need to be amen hallelujah so father we thank you we thank you lord uh, people here just do, I, i'll just say names if i have to Showed me you first, Bridget, Don. He just showed me, I guess, the people on, the, on this side, I don't know. But he was showing me them standing there just doing like this preaching to people and, you know, just getting it straight. I don't know what y'all was doing, but, you know, like, you know. And see, that means everybody, everybody ministering to people. You got lots to do. You ain't done yet. You just starting. You just starting. Hallelujah. It ain't over. It's just beginning. It's just beginning. And and that I didn't make up. Hallelujah. It's just beginning. It's just starting. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know who's here and I know who ain't. In other words, he he's not missing something. Nobody slipped away from him. And y'all following me? Amen. And he has work for us to do. We're just starting. It's just starting. And it's so if you shy and you don't like talking, get unshy. Amen. If you don't like ministering to people, get over it because God is going to use you. And you know what I like about God, and this is me, I believe, that he used you in your own capacity. He'll use you in your own capacity, in your own place of what, wherever. But there is a dying world. These people out here are crazy. Are y'all here? They're crazy. They say some awful things. 
they're supposed to be Christians and they do everything and use profanity and use Jesus' name and mock, mock people getting happy and all of that stuff. And it's just, and do it on national television. And they need to hear from you, each and every one, because we know the truth. You know, I, I was reading last night a scripture, and it's in James, and it says something about it's sin when you know what's right and you don't do it. These knuckleheads don't know. But when you know what's right and you don't do it and you don't witness to people and straighten them out, do that it's sin you just committed a sin and so you have to let people know i don't care how much love you got for them true love is is truth imparting truth amen so we need to buck up because time is escalating and whether you know it or not, we live in it. It's, we living in the end times. I've been hearing that for 50 years, but it's re- it's real this time, and that's why people are so relaxed. But it's not time to be relaxed. It's time to do what you're supposed to be doing. Go to work. Do what you're doing. And when you see an opportunity for ministry, you had better open your mouth. Amen. If God don't give you the unction, then don't function. Don't say nothing. But if the unction is there and you know you know when it's there, you look up and ain't nobody there, but you and that person, get them. Blast them. That's what time, that's what time it really is. It's not time to, you know, not not saying anything. It's, them days are over. And you can say things, this is another thing, when it comes out of love, when you speak it out of love, out of your heart, and not just I want to get somebody, that God don't honor that stuff. Because you can tell because it'll cause strife. But when you impart truth to people, they may not like it, but somehow they swallow it. Y'all following me? When it's God, because God's anointing is on it. But when you see an opportunity and you know it's God, when you know it's God, please let people know. Because people are dying really, really quick. Amen. So, Father, bless your people today, and we thank you. We thank you. Uh, a divine protection over this house. Don't leave out from under it, because it is for you, and this is a good thing. It's for your family. It's for your family. Isn't that wonderful? And it's, it's like a, just like a ring around, a, you know, like around a building. It's like a ring. And so... It's, it's the divine, but he says it's divine protection. And but be glad about it, amen. Be thankful, honor it, amen. That I know that's nothing new, but I just felt like he said to say it, and I did. <laughs> amen. So God, and he will he will confirm things with signs following. God confirms. If it's God, he confirms these things with signs. Amen. So uh, if there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray with you before. <laughs>